I love beautiful mistakes. You know, I love it when the dogs start barking. I love it if I'm walking and I trip. I love it like when there's just real, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want anything to ever feel like it has to be perfect. You know, it's just, I just want it to be relatable. Hi, welcome everyone. Welcome to Paul Votto Presents, where my guest is Amber Amber Wagner. I'm waking up with the Wagner. No, there's a couple here. In Las Vegas, waking up with the Wagners. Wagners, sorry, they're the Wagners, and uh, they're a couple who does the news, and I think they have for many years in Las Vegas. So I love welcome. it. Welcome. Thank you. It's so funny. The last time I saw you, you were full beard. You had long hair. It's been a minute since I've seen you. This is you know post quarantine now. This is yeah, I, you know, uh, I, I had to do this uh, if I want to work a little bit more, you know. Uh, but I love the look on you, though. You wore it well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. For those of you that don't know, uh, I had long hair, full beard, uh, and I saw myself because I did an episode. We filmed it last year, an episode of uh, To Tell the Truth, a game show, and I saw myself and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was like a caveman. It was crazy. But you also had long hair, I think. the, the maybe the Did last I not time. have short hair the last time I saw you? I feel like, I mean... I don't know, because I see you online and I saw that your hair was short. Right. I feel like when I, when I saw you last, um, you had long hair, maybe when you helped me with an audition or yeah, if I read you for something. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. time is just one big chunk for me. Like <laughs> It's all just like one compressed moment. <laughs> it really, really is. But thank you so much for taking time. Uh, to to do my podcast. Thank you for having me. And so sorry about the hiccup in the beginning. I had my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I think that might have uh, messed up something. So I'm leaving it on, and if a call comes in, I'll just decline it, and hopefully it doesn't, you know, trip us up. Yeah, yeah, it should. Like, I just had an Instagram thing. Wendy McLennan, no. Oh, Vocal Media mentioned you. I was like, no, not Wendy. Okay, why would Wendy? <laughs> When did McClendon Covey, my famous friend, mention me? No, no, she didn't. It was somebody else. Um, no. it's, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, welcome to Fireside. This is uh, such an amazing platform to be able to record my podcast. And th there are still, yeah, there are still hiccups. So that's good to know. If you have it on Do Not Disturb, that's what was happening. You weren't getting my notifications like here we are. But you know what? Um, the nice thing is it's recorded here live. But then it lives on the platform so people can always come back and listen to it. And then what I do is I download it and then re-upload it as a podcast. So, uh -huh. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's just such a great way to be able to record our podcast this way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it very much like with all the claps and like the look of it, it, it's very, it reminds me of Clubhouse a little bit in the, in the tone of some of the functionality, which was super fun. You know, as I was watching your podcast, I would just kind of scroll through and check it out. And I was like, well, this is an interesting platform. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, Fallon Fatemi is the founder and then Mark Cuban is one of the main investors and they're combining it. They just signed a deal with a, with a company called Scale Networks so that we can monetize this or so it can be almost like an NFT. You can, uh, you know, you own the IP, but right. yet you're able to, you know, people can 
uh, invest in your programs and you can develop shows and programs. And they already have one major show called Ramble On with Doug Ellen, I believe is his name. He's the, the, the creator of Entourage. So it's with Kevin Conley and uh, uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, who else? God, Kevin Dillon, I think this is okay. his name. Okay. Uh, they're, they're doing a show where people that are owners or investors can kind of even direct the, the direction of the show. You know, they, you know, so yeah. there's some exciting stuff going on. So we'd love to have I you. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if this is something that you want to do, cause I know that you do a podcast as well. Are you still? Yeah, I, was- I do. Yeah. I have a podcast called actors inspiration and I started it last year. I am on episode 265 as of today Ooh. because it's an almost daily podcast. And uh, so once a week or twice a week, I'll have interviews. And the rest of the time, I just give little daily bursts of inspiration. And um, and it's been great. It's been a lot of fun, actually. And they really are daily bursts of inspiration or, you know, bursts of inspiration. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'll just tune into them just because I think we as actors really need that. So thank you for doing that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's great to have somewhere that you can go for inspiration. And then the the people that you have on there are also very inspirational. So thank you for for making that podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. I feel like there's plenty of people in this world that tell us why we shouldn't be artists and why it can't work and why it won't work. And that's just not my platform. I'm there to tell you why you can and to keep going. <laughs> that's amazing. What's the name of the podcast so that people can- Actors Inspiration. Actors Inspiration. So folks, please, if you- And I don't think it's, it's not just for actors. I think anyone can get- you know, inspiration from it. So definitely uh, look it up and follow it and like and do all that. I've realized the importance of asking people to do that for our podcast. Same with Paul Votto Presents. And especially for me being the first, really the first eight weeks of season two, it's important uh, to ask people to to go and follow it and hit like. And reviews are almost impossible to get. But if if, uh, you do give a review, it means a lot. It means a lot to the algorithm, to either Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, those seem to be the main ones. Yeah. So how, how do you do that? How do you, uh, do you ask for reviews and follows and things like that? Or do you just kind of like let it happen organically? Yeah, you know, I have a couple times. I, and I honestly, it just slips my mind. Like I'll think about, oh, I need to, re- you know, remember to, you know, ask for likes or, or, or shares or um, a review. But I just honestly, I get so in the zone because it's all just like tr- a stream of consciousness. So I don't have like anything written or anything. And so half the time I just forget to ask. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's great. And it's a lot of fun because um, one of my favorite podcasts that I talk about on the podcast all the time is Awards Chatter from The Hollywood Reporter. And it is a fantastic podcast. And recently I went to go listen to it and my podcast was right next to it. And I about flipped my lid. I was like, oh, I've made it. <laughs> did, you, did you screenshot it? And, uh, oh, and- you bet. And reposted yeah. it and saved it because I was like, oh. I'm with my favorite. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's amazing. Well, I hope to one day also start reaching that level 
So you've been featured before, right? Is that is that kind of what that is? What, yeah, you're well, I've never been featured on a words chatter podcast, but I don't know if it's because I talk about it so often that somehow it's getting in there and I didn't do it for that. I truly love the podcast. It's they um, do interviews all year long, but when uh, different award seasons are coming up, they talk to directors, writers, uh, showrunners, like all different kinds of people in the industry that are up for something or their film is up for something or their music. And it's just... That's the stuff I love. I just love it so much. It keeps me company all day. And they're on like episode 400. I started at the beginning and I'm on like 250 or something. Like I've listened to every wow. episode. <laughs> that, that's wow. That's amazing. Uh, and I like that you, uh, how long are your podcasts? I mean, cause they're not. Yeah. They vary. Like my daily uh, bursts are five to 10 minutes. They're not super long. Um, but then my interviews, I try to keep to about 30 minutes. Some of them have gone to 45. Um, so I try to be respectful of people's time, you know, although for me, the longer, the better an episode, because I can be driving, doing my laundry, you know, doing whatever and just have it in the background. But yeah, the daily ones are five to 10 minutes. And then the interviews are about 30. Wonderful. I'm trying to figure out, you know, that sweet spot. And I just seem, you know, I'll go Really, I think until it's organically over. So I've had podcasts as short as an hour to, to you know, like two hours. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I haven't pulled a Joe Rogan where where all of a sudden it's, you know, three and a half, four hours. I'm sure I could. But um, but I'm just trying to figure out. And I even asked someone, well, it's two hours too long. Should I split it up? And they kind of said what you said was like, no, it's great. Because, you know, if you're doing something like a road trip or, you're, yeah. you know, you're getting in the car. No, just, just, he goes, no, keep it, don't break it up. So, yes. um, you know, I'm kind of learning myself. So it's great to hear your input and your feedback and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what's organic? Whatever's organic, it's flowing. Trust me, if it's flowing for you, it's flowing for us. So, you know, when it's going to, like you said, you know, when it's done, it's like, okay, well, thank you. It's been great. And that's fine too, you know? Well, Amber, it's been great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul Vato. It's been wonderful. <laughs> I wanted to have you come on so I could talk about my podcast. So thank you, Mission Accomplished. I love it. <laughs> uh, that does remind me of my other podcast called The Super Secret Celebrity Show, which that's exactly what I do. And it came about because it was a uh, two-minute podcast competition. So they had to be from one to two minutes. It was for Rode, the microphone company from Australia, and Anchor, uh, which is owned by Spotify. And that's actually what I use to upload. And now they've gone to video, but last year for the past couple of years, but I just found out about it last minute last year, they had this competition, but that's actually what, what motivated me to start, you know, getting back into my podcasting journey, not as a producer, but actually, you know, doing it uh, like this and interviewing yeah. people. So I call it the super secret celebrity show where I basically bring on celebrities and I talk about myself for about a minute and 15, a minute, and 20 seconds that we ask them. They, I make them introduce themselves so it's awkward and, you know, because they're used to being introduced and whatnot. And then uh, when they get to the good part, that's when I cut them off and go, sorry, that's all the time we have. So, that's so. hilarious. Have you had any um, negative response to that from the guests? Or are they aware that this is the format? They're aware that it's the format, but, but then, and it's funny how they decide to handle it. You know, uh, my buddy, Joe Stapleton was like, yeah, well, that's, that seems about right. That's the way my career is going or, you know, something to that effect. Uh, you know, I've had other people scream at me, not scream, but, but right. get really mad. Like, like, uh, Noel, Noel G who was Hector in Fast and the Furious with him. I had a little fun. I added some sound effects as he, as he's, as if he jumped in a car 
and you ran out the door, jumped in a car, car screeching. I'm like, oh, he left very fast and very furious. You know, so just stuff like that. And then others are like, you know, I'm never doing this again. But it's they all know, you know, they're in on the joke. And then it's it's kind of interesting to see how they each kind of would handle it. Naomi Grossman, who was Pepper on American Horror Story, she was like, she she loved it. Uh, She loved the idea. She hasn't done it yet because she's. But she said, um, but she's actually done this uh, interview. Paul Vado presents. She already did that. And um, but the Super Secret Celebrity Show. She said, you know, sometimes she'll get invited to go on a podcast. And she'll, she's, you know, in the location. She's there for two hours. And that's all they do. They talk about themselves. Yeah. And then they never really get a chance to talk about, the, you know, but you've wasted three or four hours of your day. Where me, it's only, you know, I ask for five minutes. That's all I do for Super Secret Celebrity Show. Yeah, that's funny. That's really, uh, speaking of sound effects, we may get some here because my um, mailman is due to come at any time. And you will hear my dogs go berserk when the mailman arrives. So just so you know. If you hear loud barking, no one's dying. <laughs> okay. okay, but but uh, we'll keep an eye on you. The nice thing is, you know, speaking of sound effects, and I don't know if you've already noticed this or if you've been in other fireside shows, there are sound effects. So please, folks, if you're here, let's give Amber a round of applause. And <laughs> thank you so much for being here. But yeah, there are applause. There are uh, laughs, uh, things like that, so that you can get, you know, feedback fr- from the audience. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, of course, people are just kind of hanging out because uh, I know that uh, we're also simulcasting to YouTube and, and Twitch and Facebook. So I know people are wondering, like, wait, what's going on over there? What's a live show? And and we're on camera. So if you guys want to join us, DM me and I can send you a link to Fireside. But, yeah, there are sound effects here. Um, yesterday's yeah, I've heard claps. I've heard the cheers. I've heard, yeah, it's super fun. And that's what I just, I think it's it's an interesting, really fun idea for a platform. It's fun. And it's just like you said, kind of like clubhouse but yeah. with video and it's recorded automatically and then you can download it and if um if you're with libsyn i believe or any you know if uh, they can also set it up as a podcast so you can literally just go i don't know print is that the right word to podcast yeah, yeah. and it'll send it r- right out to to libsyn or one of their podcasting platforms so it's pretty exciting so i'm glad well, that it's you're- fun to do the idea of the um video podcast as well and i know anchor does offer that now i've opted not to do it yet but i was a guest on another podcast yesterday that was done um they did theirs via zoom and then they upload it you know onto anchor and for me i love just being in my jammies recording my podcast <laughs> and i always like tell my guests i'm like best part is no hair and makeup needed just be in your pjs and let's have a chat <laughs> that's there is something so wonderful and freeing about that 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 is amazing but now for me the theory is if anchor's offering this new thing that they're really going to push it so they're going to push their video podcasts before they push the i, I would imagine the, the regular yeah. audio podcast just because it's a new feature and they want people to use it and they want want it to be promoted so i was like yeah, and I, I enjoy it you know i enjoy the being able to see each other really yeah, yeah, it's nice. It is nice. So here where, we are. Where do you upload you, your podcast? Who do you use as your podcast? Anchor. I do everything through Anchor. Yeah, and it's all like it's so easy because I, because I do so little. It's it's not editing. Like I don't edit. I don't have to edit anything. Like it's just literally I record it. I just listen back to make sure like there's nothing funky, and I and it's out. 10 minutes after I record it, like it's just boom. 
That's so, what me, and you were very inspirational because I remember asking you, you know, maybe a year ago when I was trying to yeah. start my about because that's what's always gotten me is the editing. And I have a couple that I recorded last year that I never got around. And I feel bad because if someone's invested their time, you know, you at least want to give them something back. Uh, so I still have them. And then my, my old laptop went down. So I don't even know if I have access to them. I got to pull the yeah. archive out of there. But uh, I remember talking to you. You're like, no, I don't edit it. I just, you know, do it and put it out there. Uh, and that's great. I, I think people now are, I don't want to say if they're more forgiving or they're just used to it, that it's live and there might be some glitches, but, you know. Yeah, you just roll with it. And I love beautiful mistakes. You know, I love it when the dogs start barking. I love it if I'm walking and I trip. I love it like when there's just real, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want anything to ever feel like it has to be perfect. You know, it's just, I just want it to be relatable. Amazing. Wonderful. Well, yep. Uh, yesterday, day before I interviewed magical Katrina, uh, who's, mm -hmm. who's a magician and illusionist and mentalist, uh, very talented young lady. And right in the middle, the plumber came because something had happened. She had stopped up her, her bath or toilet or whatever. And the landlord sent them, but without like telling her exactly when all of a sudden there's this knock and uh, it's the plumber. And we spoke to him in Spanish and whatnot. And it was, it was fun. It was fine. It was so if the, I love it. So be it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the funny stuff. People won't remember half the conversation you have, but they'll go, remember when the plumber jumped in? Like they remember that. So that's yeah. what I always remember. I'm like, you're not going to remember like half my conversations, but if I do something really out, out of this, you know, out of expectation, then that's what you remember. Well, and, and you know what? That's also kind of life and talking to people. And there's this saying, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard it, which is, uh, people may not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel, you know, yeah. and I think that that's uh, something that we as actors uh, are w well aware of. They might not remember everything that we've said, but how, man, this person made me feel so good, whether it's an interview like this or you're yeah. acting on screen or stage. So, yeah, I, yeah. I like I like that saying. Yeah, it's a good one. I feel like that's like an Oprah one. If I'm, you know, I could be mistaken, but somehow Oprah came to mind when you said that. It, it could be. I, I know it was somebody way smarter uh, and, and more insightful than I uh, than me said it first. But uh, yeah, we'll have to look it up and, and see who who did say that. Yeah, fact check it. So Amber, thank you so much for taking time, you know, to be here and to do this. And let's uh, uh, let's maybe just do a little bit of a dive in a segment I like to call shallow dive. Great. <laughs> uh, we can uh, talk a little bit about your career. And how, you know, where maybe where you grew up and uh, is your family involved in the arts at all? Uh, where you grew up and then how you ended up in L.A. and Hollywood. And then I know that you had a, a brief hi hiatus because I yeah. feel like you and I were both kind of getting back into it after like a nine or ten year hiatus. So yeah. that was something we connected on when, when I, we first met on Clubhouse. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. where did you grow up? So I grew up in Sacramento, so in Northern California, and I went to a visual and performing arts high school where I studied dance, but always peeked my head around the cur cur uh, curtain at the theater people going, that looks like a fun world, you know, but never jumped into the theater world. Um, but I did end up working at a theater while I was in high school. Timothy Busfield has a theater called um, the B Street Theater, and it's a theater in the round, and he would bring in amazing actors to do theater there. So I got an opportunity to watch that, and that was really great. 
And then I did dinner theater and, you know, silly things like that. But then I um, got into, after school, I got into uh, hospitality management. And so my career went that direction. And when I was 26, 27 years old, I had been working pretty hard and climbing some ladders and making decent money. But I was working my ass off in a job that I wasn't loving. And I thought, okay, I'm not married. I don't have kids. What does it look like to like figure out what else there is in this world. And so I took my savings and I moved to Hawaii and I read The Artist's Way. And um, then after reading that book, I said, I need to go to LA and figure out if I can be an actor. And I uh, was humbled because at 27, 28 years old, you know, there's people that have been doing this a lot longer than I had. I knew nothing, I had no connections. There is an interesting connection I do have. My cousin, who I say cousin very loosely, my mom's best friend's niece was married to Robert Downey Jr. back in the day when he was not doing so well. That was the era. In fact, I was at her baby shower. I was at their baby shower um, when she when they had their son Indio, you know, before they had their son. But I don't know him, you know, well enough to be like, hey, you know, I've moved to LA and I meet me. Um, but it's a fun connection, you know, it's a definitely a fun connection to know. And my kids grew up with Danny Trejo. So, you know, that's fun. But again, I needed to, um, I needed to educate myself, you know? So after three years of pounding the pavement, very blindly, not knowing a whole lot about the industry, especially Los Angeles, um, I went back to work and, um, went back to the hospitality industry and was there for like seven years. But while I was there, I was taking classes at night. I was, um, you know, working really hard and studying at night and, and, and saving money so that when I did go back to acting again at 36, 37, I had some money saved and I set myself up for success because I had made some connections and did it a different way the second time around. Um, so, you know, joined the union in 2014 and then the rest was, you know, I went off running and it's been ups and downs and all arounds, but I've had some really great successes and some really long lulls. You know, it's not like, um, you know, when I was in the hospitality industry, there was a ladder to climb and that's not necessarily how it goes in the arts. You know, it's not linear. So it's been very side to side to side to side up and down and all around. <laughs> Amazing. What, uh, yeah. what, what a story, but you're right. I think that people need to know that if you can set yourself up for success, you're going to have an easier road. It's never going to be easy, you know, and especially if you come to this industry with, with no connections, um, it's not going to be easy, but I feel that by you setting yourself up for success, it definitely took the edge off and it's tough, you know, to be a starving actor, you know, you don't want to be a starving actor. You want to have something, you know, and you have, Financially, you were okay, you know, so that yeah. you could ride out those lulls because it's, yeah, it's yeah. not an easy thing. Sometimes you'll go months without work and then all of a sudden you have a lot of work and it's not like, oh, there's a lot of work now. Let me, I'm going to take these three jobs. No, usually you take one job and that's it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Changing. And, so, you know, it's, it's the land of illusion, right? And so I think there's this illusion that if you're, you know, working, a couple times a year that you must be working all the time and that's lovely but the truth is you know there is gaps in between jobs until you get to this point where you're at the one percent of people that are working on the on the regular so yeah having a side gig or another job or another way of you know generating income is always suggested so that you can be a um 
you know, uh, a working, a working actor. That's not like you said, the struggling actor. Cause that's not fun. It's just, it, it kind of, um, it suffocates the art. It does. It certainly does. And I heard somewhere or read somewhere, maybe Oprah said it. Uh, it's, uh, as far as acting goes, it's one of the, it's, it is one of the highest paid professions that, you know, but that's to the 1%, you mentioned 1%. And that 1% is very well, um, uh, uh, paid and they make a lot of money. They're compensated very well, but it's also one of the least paid jobs, you know, because everybody else isn't doing that. You know, you do have to have other jobs to survive. So, right. you know, keep that in mind and not to ever dissuade anyone from doing this, but it's not as easy as, you know, sometimes we make it seem. And, and then, you know, it's all acting, same thing, you know, we make it seem easy, but there's been all this training. People don't see the 20 years of training and, and, yes improv yes. and classes and scene studies and auditioning you know you can be a great uh, actor at auditioning but then not be able to, to deliver or vice versa you're like oh he's such a good yep. actor why doesn't he get work well because he's not he doesn't audition very well yep i know there's so much that goes into it there's so so much to go into it you know when people say if there's anything else that you love more than this do that like i would always go that's a terrible thing to say and i'm like yeah no it's kind of true <laughs> kind of true yeah 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 no you have to almost not be able to live without it uh, that, you know, we have to do. And I think that's most of us. Uh, somebody else said it's because uh, there's something wrong with us mentally. <laughs> so I don't, know. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, you know, it's like we have so much to say, right? We have so much that we want to create and share in this world. And, um, and you know, there's a way. There's always, I always say, like, um, I talked on the podcast yesterday that Monday is my favorite day of the week because I have no idea. What's going to come in this week? I have no idea what I'm going to book. I have no idea what auditions I'm going to get. I have no idea who's going to call this week. And Mondays for me, I'm like, I have no clue what's going to happen this week. But I know something. I guarantee something cool is happening this week. Don't know what, don't know how much. But I've yet to have a week where nothing cool happened. <laughs> and if that were the case, you would make something cool happen. Totally. Like, you know, you have your own podcast. Yeah. You I know that you you've also what produced your own is it film or films yeah, and when yeah. you're talking about creating you know I mean we also make our own way sometimes and I think that right now we're living in this time where right here right 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 on in our pocket is the studios everything that you need to film something to record it to get it out there put it up on YouTube maybe get it seen and you know yeah. get work from it yeah yeah it's so true and that was you know, what uh, the the main reason why I joined the production company that I did in 2016 was I knew I was coming in later in the game, you know, and with people with a lot more credits than I had. And so if I didn't create my own credits in my mind, I thought I'm going to be standing in line behind a lot of people that have a lot more experience in, and um, recognition than I do. And so, yeah, we did a lot of short films, music videos, feature film. Yeah, it was um, we, we worked a lot in a few years. Um, so I'm glad that I did that because it also gave me the respect for all aspects of the, the, the work that needs to be done from the camera people to the lighting, to the, you know, the gaffers, the craft services, everybody plays a role in, in the art, you know, and the actor is not the most important person in the room. They're, you know, they're one chess piece on the board. And um, so that was, I was really glad to get that experience. I think that's one of the most important things than something that I tried to drive home to actors. Uh, and maybe because also of my business background where 
I could be anything from the janitor to the to the clerk to the person stocking, you know, and I've done all that, you know, starting off in the ice cream business back back in the 1900s in the Chicagoland area. And uh, and then going to the cigar business, you know, it's it's uh, you try to learn all aspects of the business so that you can also have a little bit of compassion for other people, learn about lighting, learn about wardrobe, learn about hair and makeup, you know, so that uh, so that it's not like, oh, I'm the star and this revolves around me. No, it's it's a team. It's definitely a team effort. And there's nothing like being on set where everything is just clipping along and flowing. And, you know, you just have to worry about yourself. You bring it. You let the art department worry about their thing. You and then, but everyone's doing a great job, you know. And yeah. and uh, but yeah, I think we should uh, it's that old adage of walking in others' shoes. But learning a little bit about all aspects of, of the filmmaking industry and and all yeah. that. So it's wonderful yeah, and how that valuable each person is, you know, and how the how the bus doesn't roll missing a wheel. You know, it's like we all got to work together. That's it. That that's it. One hundred percent. Were you finding yourself working with the same crew or did that also kind of evolve? And then are you still producing shorts or, or features or what kind of? Yeah. So the company that I joined was Magic Arrow Films. And um, at the time, uh, Richie Greer, who is the uh, CEO of the company, um, is a writer director. And he had a bunch of scripts that he had written. Uh, when he moved out here from North Carolina that he was wanting to get made. I was an actor that was wanting to work. So I was like, okay, you've got scripts. I have some connections, like let's see what we can do to, to make these work. And so we started with some short films and then we moved on to features. And I did, I produced one feature length film. Um, and then when I left the production company, we were in pre-production for the second feature. The first one was called um, Underdog. Um, and it's about a female fighter that overcomes her addiction through MMA and that's available on Amazon. And then weekend warriors is also available on Amazon. And as I said, we were in pre-production for that. And at the same time we were in pre-production for that, my producing was taking up the majority of my time and I was no longer doing the acting and I lost my SAG health insurance. And that was kind of like a moment of clarity going I came here to act. I've learned a lot in producing. I've built some credits. I've built some great relationships, but I need to get back to what I came here to do. And that health insurance is everything. It's so like, it's so affordable compared to regular health insurance. So I said, I need to get back to the grind, you know, as an actor. Um, and he was, you know, bless him. He still had me as an actor in the film. And then his next film, The Legend of Cat Claws Mountain, uh, we just shot that. Um, that's in post-production and I'm in that. So yes, he tends to work with a lot of the same people, actors included. Like um, there's probably four or five actors that have been in all three movies because he likes to work with great people. You know, he likes to work with people that that are helpful, that that are, you know, come, come prepared. They're good to work with. They understand that the conditions sometimes are like hot and sweaty and crazy and the the it's not like we have big trailers they're smaller budgeted films you know so it's like everybody's got to be a team player and with a great attitude and because of that they've had multiple feature films you know and um so yeah so that was kind of my my journey with with the producing so now to answer your question i'm producing my podcast which i have but i'm focusing more on being actor for hire as opposed to producing content at this point other than my podcast that's wonderful that's wonderful. Yeah. But, you, you know, if, if for some reason a gig doesn't come, you know that you can do it on your own. 
as far as putting together a project and managing a project and, and producing a project. So that's great. But, uh, but you're right. We can't lose focus of what we're here to do and what we love to do, which is yeah. ultimately, you know, the acting because the other stuff is, is work. I mean, it's, it's, we're not going to kid ourselves. It's, it's a lot of work producer had and having, and uh, especially on smaller budgets, because you're doing everything. You're not just everything. like, you know, you can't delegate because it's yep. you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. There were times in some of the shorts that I was doing sound, I was doing the slate, I was doing the, the, uh, the you know, the, what a script supervising, you know, making sure craft services. It was like everything. But you know what? That's what you do when you're a small production company and you're getting started and it, it's just, that's paying your dues, you know, paying the dues. That's it. Now, something that I've been meaning to ask uh, some of my some of my guests, and maybe I haven't really, is what would you suggest for me? You know, somebody that took ten years off, uh, did a few projects while I was in Vegas. Uh, you know, like I did a movie with Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood called The Trust. Had uh -huh. a small part in it, and then got chopped even smaller. But I was still in it, you know. Sure. Um, but but uh, what would you give somebody? Either that's, I guess, am I in the same boat as somebody that's just starting or is would there be different advice for someone like me that's getting back into it after a 10-year hiatus? You know, my big thing is right before I left the industry, I just started doing casting director workshops and then the casting director workshops got sent to hell and, you know, shamed and all kinds of stuff. When I came back to the industry and they were starting to open up again, that has been a godsend as far as my um, my opportunities. I have met a lot of casting directors and I have been called in by these casting directors multiple times. And it's not right after the workshop, but I have put a bug in their ear as far as the fact that I exist. And, um, and you know, I follow up with, you know, quarterly. I usually follow up with emails just saying, hey, I saw you back in January. I just want to say hi, let you know, you know, I've worked on this, this, and this. and um, if I can be of service to any of your projects, let me know, hope you're well, you know, and keep it very short and sweet and to the point. But I always look at it as, is I am, I want to be of service to whatever it is I'm doing. You know, before I came onto this podcast, how can I be of service to Paul's podcast? How can I assist him in what he's doing? Um, and it, so, yeah, I feel like doing casting director workshops allowed me to build relationships again that I would not have had the opportunity to do without them. And my manager and agent are super stoked on that because I give them a quarterly email going, here's who I've met, here's who's called me in, you know, it's like, so that they can go, okay, great, awesome. Like, help me help you. I'm helping them so that when they submit me, they'll be like, Amber saw you back in June. Um, you know, she, I think she'd be great for this role. So it's like partnering up with your team and I'm doing my part. And um, so, yeah, so anybody starting out, I'm a fan. I know a lot of people say I shouldn't have to pay to play. I understand that, but I don't know where else you're going to meet these people that are casting. I just don't. That, yeah, that, that is great because I know that they went, the industry went through some trouble as far as in California, maybe, but I think that that is great advice. So thank you. I, I'm going to look into that because the casting people that I've met, I've been, you know, through like Clubhouse. And I, I always thought that there was this big divide, but, you know, they just want to get their job done. And if you can make it yeah. easier for them, that's yeah. great. So there well, is not. Is, is we talk about side hustles for actors. Casting directors aren't working 24 seven. So if they can put a little extra pocket m money in their, you know, in their pocket and, and meet new actors for when their next project comes up, 
why not? You know, it's just like, I feel like the, the money is all kind of going around the same circle. You know, let me invest in you. You'll invest in me. We'll invest in this and we'll just keep it going. Um, so I think good for them for having a side hustle that still keeps them in the industry. Good for them for not having to go do a restaurant job that they don't want to do. You know, it's just great. I support that. And I think they're being very honest and forthright because everyone knows that just because you, you pay for a casting workshop with, a, with casting directors, you know that that doesn't mean, oh, they're going to hire me. Totally. But you're right. It gets you in front of them. And, and then now they're like, oh, you know what? Because again, they're not going to risk their reputation by just giving you a job because you no. pay for me in it when you can't no. bring it. No. No, they they want to hire the best person for the job anyway, so that they look good as well. So, yeah. And it's an educational, you know, it's an educational time because what they do is they teach you about how their office works, you know, thing do's and don'ts, you know, what they like in self tapes, what they don't, how they like their slates. And like, if you're taking notes, then when you get that audition and if it's not listed in the breakdown, how they like it, you already know this is how they like their slates and you don't have to go, Hey, do you want a slate? You know, whatever. So it's educational on the industry, you know, what's coming up when they say, Oh, I'm going to be doing this Marvel project. And you're like, Ooh, a new Marvel's coming out. You know, it's like, it just kind of keeps you yeah. on the thread of the pulse of what's happening. I would love it if you would uh, give me a heads up next time you're going to do one because maybe I'll join you in that because I think that is such a brilliant, brilliant idea. And you're yeah. right. You put on the radar. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if they don't know you exist, then they don't know you exist. That is it. Wow. Well, that is one great piece of advice and information. And I'm going to take that to heart uh, because I have, th I have thought about that. I just, you know, didn't realize how important I think maybe, maybe it was. So, so thank you. Uh, yeah. what, uh, uh, besides your podcast, is there anything else then that, that you can talk about that you have coming up or that you'd sure. like to promote? Yeah. Um, so I, as I mentioned, I just shot, uh, we're in post on a feature film called The Legend of Cat Claws Mountain. And that is a family friendly film, which is the film that brought Richie and I together in 2016. That was the first film we tried to get made. That film took six years to get made. Like, so for the listeners, things don't always happen overnight. You know, it's like other projects get funded first. Like there's all kinds of reasons why things don't happen in the order that we think they're going to. Um, but six years later, that film is in post and that um, stars Dee Wallace, who played the mom in E.T. and Cujo. Um, and then it's got um, Robert Davi from the, the Die Hard films and Goonies back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just a fun, family friendly film. And it's very Goonies-esque, which is super fun. Oh, wonderful. It sounds so exciting. Well, anything that we can do to help promote it or that I can do, whether it's social media or anything like that, I'd be, of course, more than happy. To, to do that and uh when is it slated for release because you could always come back and promote it if yeah you yeah thank you you know i think in a perfect world richie would love to have it out around christmas realistically will that happen i don't know but i know that that's like the goal is to get it out by like christmas or you know thanksgiving somewhere around the holidays um, but yes i will absolutely keep you posted as i know more oh amazing amazing i'm so happy and proud uh, you know, to know you and, and see that uh, these successful projects that have come about. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. When we did uh, Weekend Warriors, the one that I mentioned, we shot that in North Carolina and I played opposite Corbin Burnson. And I have been such a fan of his for so long. And to be able to work opposite him was so great. You know, it was so much fun. And that was a great opportunity. So um, I feel very blessed to have had some of these, you know, chances that I've had to to work opposite some pretty cool people. 
Amazing. Any it's other? Back LA Law, which is so cool. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, just an iconic actor. And is, I mean, yeah, from the 80s, 90s, I remember, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so he's coming back for LA Law. I love it. I love it. Any other actors that have that have stood out that you've worked with that you were actually that you were very excited to work with and and uh, had a great experience with? Yeah, well, I told this story um, yesterday, but I'll tell it again because I love it so much. I was cast in a very small role in A Wrinkle in Time. And I said, oh my God, I'm going to finally meet Oprah because she is like my dream gal, right? And so when we, when I got my you know, call sheet, I saw that we were working in Palos, Ver Palos Verdes, no, San Pedro. And Oprah was shooting in um, New Zealand. So I was like, oh, I'm not gonna meet Oprah. That's okay, it's still gonna be great. I'm part of a Disney film, this is gonna be wonderful. And then they had me working as a stand-in for Bellamy Young from Scandal, and she was really lovely. Like, she was just a lovely gal to work with. But the best part was when we were setting up her scenes, out from behind the camera came Ava DuVernay, and she was like, hi, baby, what's your name? And I was like, Amber? <laughs> and she's like, hi, I'm Ava. She's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And the whole time I'm like, oh, I'm being directed by Ava DuVernay. It was like, that was, you know, mind blowing. I've got the, and then that led to a picture of me in People Magazine. That's the first time I was featured in People Magazine. And so I've got that, you know, framed up on my wall. And that to me, it was just like one of the best experiences of my life so far. Oh my goodness. When was this? How long ago was this? That was 2016. Um, and I remember it so vividly because it was the, it was during the um, Trump inauguration. And it was the day before he was elected. There was just so much energy, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I remember I drove home. I went to sleep. My husband was out of town. And I remember I had like this horrible nightmare. It was just one of those vivid memories. You know, I was just like, oh, what was that? And I woke up the next day. I didn't look at the news. I knew what the outcome of the election was by the everybody on set. And I literally spent my morning just hugging strangers, like, like just... It was just such a weird, so I'll never forget when that was because it was like everything shifted that next day. And it was like, it was weird. It was a weird day. Yeah. Oh my, my goodness. And you mentioned your husband. Um, is he an actor? Is he in, in the arts or what? <laughs> no, no, my husband is an electrical contractor. Um, and he, when we did the film Underdog, um, he co, he didn't co-wrote that with right, Richie. He he had the idea for underdog um, based on just some life experience. And um, so then Richie wrote it. So, and he also helped fund it. You know, he was very much, and then he was an extra in many of the scenes he played at one point that, you know, the, the uh, boxing coach in the background, like he was, but he doesn't know. That's not like, he doesn't love the industry. He, in fact, because he is in an industry like I talk about, like there's a ladder to climb and you get to a certain point where you make a certain amount of money and then you are like really set. And he sees how much I do for little sometimes, then sometimes it's a bigger paying job. And, um, you know, so he's like, I just, you know, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get the desire, you know? And I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to, <laughs> but he loves that. I love it, but it's not, it's not his jam. It's not his cup of tea. Wow. Okay. But I think the important thing is he's obviously very supportive 100%. and what you do. So, yeah. um, and, and I've, I've been running into, it's either people that, that are both actors and they're loving it and it's wonderful because they know each other's struggle or someone like you where it's almost opposites, 
but it really works because there's this balance, this yin and yang. Uh, yeah. But they know that, hey, some days you have to be away the whole day or for days at a time if you're on location, things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I love that yeah. there's that support. And I, I, I think I'd read somewhere that you, he, he kind of messed up your career, right? But <laughs> you met him when you first got to LA. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, I met him when I first got to LA. I like, I had been here for 20 days maybe when I met him. Yeah. And, um, and it, and it was more like timing. And so, he, you know, he, he has four children. So I married into four kids. My stepkids were nine through 16 when we got together. They're now 27 through 34 and I've got four grandkids. So I have a humongous full family. Um, but because I opted to, uh, help raise a family, being an actor, being a brand new actor that didn't know what she was doing it, it, and not making very much money. It was like, I, I chose to go back to the hospitality industry where I could get a salaried position where I could help support this family, you know, so I could be a steady person instead of like this wishy-washy person after, you know, their family had just gone through a divorce. It was, you know, it was a lot. So I thought I want to be a consistent person and acting where I was not having enough grounding underneath me, I was not consistent. So being able to take classes, you know, being in the hospitality industry, once I left, then they were like, okay, cool. You know, I waited for my youngest to go to college. And once she went to college, I was like, okay, my turn, let's do this. Good for you. Good for you. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they appreciated that, or at least I certainly hope, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. husband you know, my husband does. I, I can't speak for them, but, you know, but I know my husband really appreciated the fact that I, I was willing to, you know, sacrifice literally my 30s to, you know, be a family person um, so that when I hit my end 30s and my 40s, it was like gung-ho, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, of course. Uh, and did you cut your hair for a role or what was, was it for, or is there no, any? No, when I met my husband, my hair was super short and he loved, you know, the super short hair as I, you know, I, I ended up just growing it out just because I did. And then I ended up um, booking enough work where my whole library was me with longer hair, all my headshots, all my materials, everything was long hair. So I just kept long hair for a really long time, even though I wanted to cut it short. So I waited until I booked a couple jobs. And in advance said, hey, I'm planning on cutting my hair, just so you know, so that, you know, I can start getting um, footage with me of short hair. So once I booked a couple projects, I was like, Whoop, cut the hair. I've, now I'm going to have some footage. I'll get new headshots and like it won't be such a drastic thing. But it's so fun to see the difference in characters that I'm brought in for that mm -hmm. are so different from what I used to get brought in for. So it's super exciting to have that shift um, because I'm, it's a whole different casting. Amazing. Amazing, wonderful. Yeah, it's How a great about you? like because you had the fur going on for a while, and then you went yeah. back to the you know clean cut. I'm sure you got some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was total total caveman. It was my COVID look, you know, because yep, uh, like two weeks into COVID, uh, what, what was that? Back in March 2020, or is that when that happened? Yeah, I um, I shave. I was at home. I was shaving, and I really I couldn't go anywhere. We were stuck at home. Uh, my business was closed. It was in a casino and couldn't couldn't do yeah. anything. Uh, and I remember shaving, and I'm like, "Why am I shaving for what?" So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna let it go." And then all of a sudden, after I got the it passed the itchy phase, 
and then I just kept it and then it just kept growing and then we were back into quarantine. So I was like, all right, let's just see how long this goes. And it's my hair was the longest it's ever been for me. Yeah. Uh, and of course, full beard and and uh, but I was able to, you know, I, I got some headshots that way. Yep. I uh, so I can kind of use them, you know, like here's a, a possible look if you want me to go in that direction, I can do that yeah. again or with, yeah, with- you definitely got some fun auditions through that. I remember, you know, working with some auditions with you, and you um, you got right. some fun roles and some fun fun shows. So it was super. Yeah. The opportunities were cool. And thank you so so much for for being a reader for me, and I I appreciate uh, that you, you allow me to do the same for you. Uh, and I think that's great that it shows you know actors we have to help each other, and so and it's, you know this is unpaid stuff, but it's part of the industry. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, everyone, uh, let's let's give Amber uh, a round of applause and thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. We appreciate everyone that's here. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for for spending some of your morning with us. Morning. I mean, if if you're uh, on the West Coast, if you're I'm in Vegas and Amber's in in LA, and uh, um, but yeah, I I, I landed that uh, to tell the truth. I did that with a full beard and. I did a pilot in Kentucky where uh-huh. I played a chaplain or, or a crooked priest or chaplain who works at a one-star rated old folks home. So that was <laughs> that was fun. I steal all their shit, basically. So yeah. <laughs> it was right up my... That's amazing. So That's what, what's next for, for Amber? And then, uh, you know, you've been so gracious with your time. I don't want to take up too much more of your time and... And uh, but I'd like to find out what's next. If there's something that you'd like to talk about, also uh, we'll go to final thoughts. But uh, maybe if you could share a little bit of your experience. So sweet. That's <laughs> oh, so sweet. That's such a fun little thing. So yeah, um, as I mentioned, the Legend of Cat Claws Mountain is coming out. I'm in edit for my first book. I wrote a book called uh, Alphabet of Wisdom. It's a dictionary of sorts, and um, that is in its editing process right now. So I hope to get that out by the end of this year. I started writing it in 2017, and it took me forever to, um, you know, dedicate the time of putting pen to paper, or fingers to, you know, keys. Um, but it's finished, and it feels so good. And I'm working on my second one right now. So, um, so books are in the work, uh, which fall under the, you know, actor's inspiration umbrella. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. That's wonderful. Well, as soon as it's done, let me know so we can get it out there and, and, and you know, push it a little bit. And I'm sure it'll be available on Amazon and wherever Correct. you can find books and things like that. And uh, I'd love to have you come back and we can talk about that book and the writing process, because I think everyone has, you know, a story in them. Everyone has a book. In yes. Them. So yes, it's so true. It's so true. What do they say? Don't die with the story still inside of you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And what did you already record your podcast for the day? Uh, if you want, yeah, to I did my podcast this morning. I usually record in the mornings. It's kind of like my morning ritual. I get up, I have a little cup of tea, feed my dogs, read a little bit, and then go into kind of like figure out what's coming to me as far as what might be of inspiration. A lot of times, if like nothing's coming to me, I have a I have books upon books upon books where I can just get like a little inspiration. So. I always say I'm no guru. I don't have all the answers. What I do is I share the information that's been given to me so freely. So let me just repeat to you what's what's been useful and helpful for me on my journey. 
Um, because like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I'll share with you what I've learned. So, um, cause I'm a big reader. <laughs> what was today's, and I know that not to take listeners away from your podcast, but would you mind sharing what today's inspiration was, or maybe one of the, one of the ones that have stood out to you that, uh, you yeah, might- absolutely. So the episode today was called, I see you. And it is um, taken from, I'm reading Viola Davis's biography right now, autobiography, and it's, it's so beautiful. But she went to um, the Gambia, and uh, while she was there, the way that people greet each other, um, you know, when I say, hey, Paul, how are you? And you say, I'm good, Amber, how are you? That's just kind of like the standard introduction. And the standard introduction in the Gambia is, you know, hello, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? How's your family? My family's fine. And then they say, I'm here. And the person says, I see you. And I loved that so much. The fact that you walk into a room and someone says, I see you. Because how often do we feel invisible or unheard or any of that? But the fact that that is their absolute opening statement, she said, anywhere you go, they see you. And I just thought that was so beautiful. That's wonderful. Yes, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Pause there. Wow, that is wonderful. So I and I love that you almost do this on a daily basis. So thank you. I think it's very inspirational. And I think everyone should should check out. And it's called Actors Inspiration. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you can find it on Spotify and you know, Apple Podcasts. And you know, it's just there's I love, you know, thank you too for doing the content that you do because there's enough to go around for all of us, you know, and we can all switch it up and listen to different things and, and encourage each other on their journeys and promote each other's podcasts. It's like, I never, it's same with auditioning. Like if I have a friend that's in my same category and we both have the audition, we read for each other. I'm like, it's either yours or it's mine or it's theirs, but let's help each other get the best work out of it. You know, it's like to throw away the competition. There are so many podcasts. Why not promote my friend's podcast? <laughs> you know? I mean, you did a, a great job by helping me promote it by just by being on because uh, you are an inspiration. And I, I hope that, you know, others realize how lucky they are that they get to uh, meet you and listen to you and, and follow you on your journey. So thank you thank so much. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. And I hope to have you as a guest on my podcast very soon. Thank you. Yes. I think you said May 30th. Now, I think yes. That yes. so we can discuss time and detail and all that sure. stuff. But um, I would love, love, love to have you on mine. And we can uh, we can just keep, you know, playing racquetball with our podcast. I love it. I love racquetball. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Where can people find you? Where, where can we follow you? Uh, if you'd like to give out your social media, that would be great. And then I can, I guess, give mine out as well. But uh Yes. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, The best way to do so is um, on Instagram. I am Amber Wagner 777. And I am an open book. If you ever have ideas on the podcast, if you have guests that you're like, oh my God, this person's great. I think you should talk to them. You can DM me. I'm very interactive with people. Um, I love the community. So yeah, Amber Wagner 777 on Instagram is the best place to find me or Actors Inspiration. The podcast. Yes, uh, of course. So please, uh, everyone, uh, do me a favor and, and head over there. And again, it's very important, I think, uh, to to kind of go out of your way a little bit. And when you listen to a podcast, to you know, give it that five star rating, uh, if if you deem it worthy, which I I, ho- I, I know that you will with Amber's. So um, <laughs> you know, and then give it a follow. And if you have a little bit of time, even leave 
even a, a one sentence review, I think that that really helps uh, those algorithms out there promote the podcast, especially on on uh, Apple Podcasts, which I'm sure yours is on because if if you're on Anchor, it distributes it to all the other ones. Uh, and I'm I'm in the same boat. You know, if you guys would uh, would do that for us, that would be wonderful. Um, if you go to paulvato.com, that's where we can connect, or vato.tv, and that all leads to my bio link, which has all my social media. And I'm also somewhat of an open book. (laughs) (laughs) With boundaries. (laughs) With boundaries. I I try not to have any, but then then I I, I sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I still have a business to run. So until that's done, I I, I need to have uh, (laughs) a little bit of boundaries. So uh, Amber, thank you so much for being here. And folks, thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, I look forward to doing your podcast, Amber. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Paul. This was really fun, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. I feel like I get a double play. Yes, of course, of course. And and I I feel like we can keep doing this back and forth because you are such an inspiration. And I might just start listening to your podcast uh, more often and then just taking all your ideas and bringing them into play. Do it. Do it. You know, that's what they say in acting. You know, borrow or steal from something somebody else does if it works for you. Go for it. Uh, And if it's all inspiring, like that's just making the world a better place. (laughs) All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Please, a a massive round of applause for Amber. Thank you so much.